This is 125? 27. 27? 27. <laughs> what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode... Welcome. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, episode number 127, your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. My name is Zach Rotello, at Zach Rotello on Twitter, and sitting across from me is the Cape Crusader, John Swansong Parker. What up, dude? How's it going? It's going fantastic. How are you this evening? Good. I like the way you work it. No diggity. You know? Come on, back <laughs> it up. Come Strict- on, back it Don't up. Don't play around. Got much ground. Got game by the pound. Yeah, we just finished talking about Batman, so you must be on cloud nine. Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> It's like it's great. You know, some it's people great. some people do coke, some people do weed, some people do alcohol. But no, nope, early do, '90s Batman cartoons. Yeah, that's my drug. Bat- yeah, <laughs> just line that up and just, just yeah. mainline that shit right in. Yeah. Put it right in my veins. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for tuning into this episode of Radiovania. As I just said, John and I just finished recording Radio Vision, and you can go check that one out because it's going to be published probably before this episode goes live. Uh, We talked about some awesome Batman stuff, but this is Radiovania. This is a podcast we've been doing for years at this point. Holy moly. Um, uh, We've been doing it for a long, long time, and we talk about movies, television, entertainment, and pop culture, and whatever's going on in the wide world of whatever the hell we care about. So thank you for joining us, and thank you for caring about what we care about. In two years, we'll have our two-year or a ten-year anniversary for the pod. Oh, um, yeah, because our first twenty twenty-five, yeah. December twenty twenty-five. That'll be the Force Awakens ten-year ten anniversary, year. right? Well, that's probably when we <laughs> should be doing Star Wars in review. By that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah. By that point, we gotta, we gotta we'll get that rolling. Here's a yeah. here's a disgusting thing you want to hear. You 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 might not want to hear this, but. Emily and I were talking about this the other night. We were talking about like anniversaries and things that have been coming up because we're starting to get to anniversaries like that, where it's like, oh, can you believe that 10 years ago, The Force Awakens came out? Can you believe that all this stuff or whatever? You know what I heard? Last year was The Avengers. The Avengers being 10 years old made me feel old. (laughs) Yeah, that's brutal. Um, But here's something. You know what's celebrating its 20th anniversary this winter? Hearts of the Caribbean. I don't know about that one. Oh, no, we already did that earlier in the year. What's I don't know about that one. Lord of the Rings? Well, Lord of the Rings came out in 2003, so... Uh, Return of the King? Re- well, uh, no, 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 wasn't Fellowship? Fellowship was 01. Oh, was Fellowship 01? So then it Remember, was... Remember, yeah. because 2002 was Two Towers, and people right. were like, might not want to do that. Conveniently, conveniently timed yeah. a year later. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> no uh you know so uh you know what is celebrating its 20th anniversary this winter is elf oh no yeah <laughs> just my soul just left my body <laughs> wow what a cotton-headed ninny muggins i am that's that's insane <laughs> yeah so uh welcome to jay and silent bob get old i think that this is the that podcast Shit, right dude. isn't it <laughs> yeah that's a podcast yeah. <laughs> yeah so shout out to will ferrell and jimmy Kahn. um wow r.i.p james Kahn too yeah seriously yeah, yeah so i don't I've always stood by. I've always been like, oh, Elf, it's a Christmas movie, but it's one of the more overrated. It's the ones. last modern cl- Christmas classic. Yeah, it has it not probably. been a movie since then. That is like a perennial rewatch for a lot of people. Not really. No, I mean, I can think of like a couple random other ones like was was Polar Express before or after Elf? 
Probably after. Probably after. But that's but not that's, for me. That not for me weird. either. But I know yeah. that some people look back on that one sure. fondly. But it's like, what else? It's like, what the fuck Fred else? Claus, definitely. Y- yeah, you and <laughs> you and your family like Fred Claus. I don't... Yeah, it's got Ludacris in it. Luda, Luda. <laughs> He's an elf. It's yeah. awesome. So I'm sure that uh, you you know listen to Welcome to Radiovania, the show where we talk about how sad it is to get old. Yeah, man. You know what though? We're seasoned veterans. That's how that's I. True. That's how I view it. You know. Yeah. We're like seen, we're like uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Frank Gore. We're like Frank Gore. You know what I mean? Of pop culture. We just like we're <laughs> miles tacking up. The Jets running back or whatever the guy that was like I don't Frank know, dude, he's been on a million teams is well, he now, i don't even know if, i think he retired finally he retired. he's like frank i've gore had too retired. many concussions yeah yeah frank gore retired the new frank gore is leonard fournette who just signed to the bills he's still playoff lenny yeah coming back. Uh, lombardi lenny he's... if if the bills make the playoffs that is which is up in the air yeah seriously up in the air um Definitely up in the air. They they your play Bengals, the Broncos. Your Bengals this weekend, saw so. to it to cut out Josh Allen's heart the other day. The other day. Go for the heart. The heart. <laughs> we attack his heart, Osborne. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Wait, so, so if that so Elf is 20 years old. That's right. 20 years that old. That means next year, Spider-Man 20 years old. And that's something to reckon with. <laughs> <laughs> You best reckon with that. You must make peace with your God, boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're, are we getting, maybe not, this might be jumping the shark a little bit, but are we getting close to doing our, man, this makes me feel old draft? Like, that's what we should do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's really funny. That's a good idea. What is it just like if the draft things that you saw in the theaters that are more than 20 years old? Or TV shows, it's like God at yeah. this point, like twenty. If you watched shows. it when it came out and it's been over twenty years, it's a draft eligible. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Daredevil, two thousand three. Oh God, years old this year. Oh God, we didn't talk about that, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just fine. Uh, thank you. Huh? Huh? <laughs> thank you all for listening to this episode of the show we appreciate each and every one of you this is radiovania check us out radiovania.com uh email us radiovania show at gmail.com with any questions comments concerns or topic suggestions that you have anything that you want to send our way we would greatly appreciate your feedback and hey yeah. while you're being thankful this is the time of giving you know it, this season it, it's giving, giving. it's all about giving thanks uh, so, you know, you can give thanks in a bunch of different ways, but the most helpful is go to radiovania.com or follow our podcast on whatever podcast feed of choice that you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spreaker, Spotify, whatever it is, you follow us there and give us a five star rating. We would sincerely appreciate it. It really does help us out, get the word out there that, you know, other people want to listen to this show. Uh, yeah. Because I think that, uh, you know, we put out some really great content. Like I said, that John and I just published an episode about uh, Batman, the animated series. We talk about the critically acclaimed fan favorite episode, Almost Got Him. It's a great discussion. It's a great episode. You guys should check it out. Yeah. Um, a lot other of fun. than that, yeah, follow us at Radiovania on the Twitter and Radiovania Show on threads and Instagram as well. John, yes, we're here. Um, this is another one of those episodes, kind of like the episode we did when you were here in Cincy at the new house. We're kind of just going to fly by the seat of our pants because we, we don't have a news doc. We're still going to do the news flashpoint and stuff like that. Just, <laughs> but Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're you. welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're we're going off. We're less structure, I think, is the plan right now, because 
Yeah. You know, we weren't sure was... if we were going to, we were, we we're going to get to this because, you know, it's, it's already 10 50 at night here in the East coast. Um, but Hey, we're, we're a couple of night owls. We're not going to make this one of our long three hour diatribes into the fucking pop culture world, but we're just going to talk about some stuff that's going on because, um, you know, we just, we're, we're here for you. We want you to be, we want, we want to be there for you just like you're there for us. I was going to say the the whole catalyst for putting this episode together actually was the fact that on our last regularly mm. scheduled Radiovania episode, Greg asked us a question that I wasn't prepared for. And I've since done my homework and we are now structured a pod solely around the fact that we're ready to talk about some Ninja Turtles. Hell yeah. So if that's not a reason to email us and ask us things, I don't know what is. We're, we're literally recording a podcast for some one request, essentially. Yeah. You can literally force us into podcasting. <laughs> it, it doesn't Julia, take much. I know you haven't gotten your national treasure thing yet, but I would just like to say we talked about this today, and uh, it sounds like that that's going to be how we ring in the new year. Oh. Because <laughs> Emily can be a live audience and chime in. Do you think, do you fucking think, that we could time it yes so that when the I'm clock strikes it. midnight <laughs> he says i'm gonna steal the declaration of independence 100 <laughs> percent, we can yes absolutely. Uh, absolutely did you come to that same conclusion or did that was that an independent thought no i've been thinking about that for days <laughs> or what if we can time it to when the clock strikes midnight he's like you gotta learn if shock and catch <laughs> oh that'd be pretty <laughs> cool too. or when he's i so swear that's what it is, right? When he looks up, it's the new year. It's Nick Cage. That'd be pretty fucking rad. Yeah. Anyway, I can think so of no yeah, better be way on the lookout for that. Yeah, I be on the lookout. It's going to be awesome. Thank you again, Julia. We will get to that. And it sounds like that's going to be a hell of a way to ring in the new year. Uh, but thank you guys all for listening to the episode. John, without further ado, yeah. what do you want to do? Do you want to kind of talk about some stuff that's been going on? Or do you want to jump right into our turtle talk? I figure we do turtle talk, a little bit of news and what we've been up to. And then I have a, a little fun thing to bring it home. Well, let's do it. So I'm going to reread. Uh, we're going to go to the mailbag here. We, we're yeah. still working on like the segment for this because we don't get very much fan mail. I think we should just redo the Scooby-Doo song. Who's that mail that makes me want to whack my tail? I think you <laughs> mean comes, Blue's I want to. Not Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's what I meant. Please close. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what Scooby-Doo song is he about to pull out of his pocket? <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> mail, mail, mail. Where that's are my, you? You know, that's my, <laughs> that's, that's my classic. Uh, us. <laughs> that's my classic slip up. Like, it's nothing to ride home about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what did you put on the uh, the Batman anime? It was like Kafunga Gunga Go or whatever. For practicing. Prakonga Dong. Prakonga Dong. We're, we're on a tight ship here um yeah so i want to read an uh, email we got from a uh, big fan not greg uh yep. sorry greg we're gonna out you but i uh, hope hope you're okay with that but last week uh, on the episode that we talked about where we did the a24 uh talk to me review it was the halloween spookums episode john and i drafted modern horror episode uh modern horror movies uh greg asked us a question where he asked us about um the acquisition of blizzard and activision with xbox but then his second question was and i'm going to read it again verbatim to get his plug greg writes quote also let's talk turtles there hasn't been enough turtle talk on the pod thoughts on the new movie and the direction of the turtles moving forward also build the fifth turtle to add to the group yes i know about venus the female turtle we are skipping her for the scenario so yeah um greg's got a two-parter 
here greg again we love you and appreciate you so much for writing thank you greg we love you very much um but let's talk about it so you made a declaration that after that episode you were going to watch the new turtles movie uh mutant mayhem and you finally watched it so um yep streamed it on paramount plus shout out to the parkers for that paramount plus login um i watched mutant mayhem this past monday i think sat down made a nice nice delicious dinner and had a couple glasses of wine and I just let this movie pour over me and in a way that I completely, I'm going to be honest with you. I was not expecting it to be as good as I thought that it was. I think it's a fantastic fucking movie. Um, I I feel like before we dive into it though, we should talk about our history with the turtles a little bit just so that Greg who, who clearly cares about the turtles almost as much as any pop culture thing can kind of see where we're coming from a little bit. So I love the Turtles cartoon, like the original cartoon. And I also like the comics quite a bit. Uh, the Last Ronin is obviously very cool, but I, I, I like the more pulpy, fun Turtles aspect of stuff. I think that's pretty pretty sick. Um, I love the fact that it's just a blatant Daredevil ripoff and they just got away with it. I think that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, where would like i feel like turtles have been around since i've been alive you know what i mean it's just like it's been a thing oh yeah and i listened to the midnight boys talk about this movie and after the after i saw it um and they actually brought up a good point which is like have the turtles ever been perfect like has there ever been an installment of a turtle thing that was perfect before this movie potentially where it's like there's no avengers endgame for the ninja turtles they've just always been like around you know what i mean there's no dark night for the Ninja Turtles. It's just like it is a constant fun presence with the exception of maybe those Michael Bay movies. Yeah. I mean, part of the history that I'll admit from like my personal history with the Turtles is that like, you know, I, I would agree with you. It's like they've always been a presence in my life. Like I can't remember a time in my life where the Turtles weren't around, like growing up with the comics or uh, sorry, growing up with the cartoon. Like it was like always on TV reruns of the show were always on TV. The movies were in the theaters. It was like movies on VHS. Like I had the original turtles movies on VHS. So the nineties ones, the nineties turtles movies, like the cost of the turtle use, movies. baby. Oh my God. Secret of the use. Holy the shit. best looking slice of pizza you'll ever see is in secret of the use. It's yeah, just all dude. those people with the cheese stretch. Oh man. With that opening sequence in turtle and secret of the ooze where they're fighting in the mall, like, and they jump up and it synchronizes and it freeze frames. And it's like Ninja turtles too. I was like, this is, this is awesome. Like little Zach. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I won't totally be depressed when I'm <laughs> 20 years old. <laughs> those those I, fucking Chuck E. Cheese costumes are terrifying to think about. Yeah, they're terrifying. Yeah. And the memes are great too. When they freeze frame on like when their mouths are open and you can see the human within the mouth. It's like, ah, um yeah yeah so the turtles have always been a constant for me but i kind of agree with you it's like i don't know if there's ever been like a really like a perfect turtle medium thing but the thing is like my blind spot with the turtles is i've never read a single issue of any of the comics i've never read the eastman laird comics and i've never read last ronin okay last ronin you would love i'm sure the eastman laird stuff is fun obviously it's weird because it's black and white early on so they actually don't have like the distinctive color masks and things that we we know and love and everything they've um, since released like colored versions with it yeah. where it's colored yeah 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 but the real ones no shout out um 
that is a that is a cool comic though to have like a a teenage mutant ninja turtles number one is a very affordable comic to that you can go buy because they've reprinted that book like 10 times so you have you can get like so many different versions of it they're all valuable they're all cool to look at so um ninja turtle comics are are really fun but i i genuinely do think that the the cartoons are, are where it truly hits its stride i loved the 2007 tmnt movie i thought that was really fun yeah where they like the band breaks up and like they're all like spread out across the globe and stuff like that that was cool but Mm -hmm. i did not know i could care more about these little turtle boys until (laughs) until i saw mute mayhem which i'm excited to talk to you about but before we do that do you have a favorite turtle uh that's a tricky question because it's like growing up i probably would have said i like leonardo the best because he's he's blue he's the leader he's like you know got swords he yeah. got swords which is pretty cool um uh, everyone likes to point at mikey everyone loves mikey because he's that's the mine. he's the goofball that's um me. i love mikey yeah he's the best turtle <laughs> mikey's awesome i mean he's especially awesome in the new in the new movie in, in yeah. Mutant Mayhem. Um, they're all great I they're all great about it yeah Um, voice casting is fantastic yeah Raphael is easily the worst I think everyone can agree with that (laughs) (laughs) what a dick he's the Jason Todd of the group he is yeah yeah he's just he's a little emo bitch I watched this movie and I was like did Gotham Knights just rip off the Ninja Turtles because yeah yes they sure did um yeah, no, I I like all the turtles for different reasons. I mean, I really think that, you know, certain versions of them, like they have their characteristics way more spiked up, which is a, a thing that I liked about this new one is that they all seem a little bit more, they're all a little bit more down to earth. They show different unique personality traits, but not any yeah. one of them is like specifically like, oh, I'm going to be the hard ass or whatever. It's like, I really Raph, liked what Raph they did with things that he is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like the way that they still played off of each other and, and everything like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was, Leo was always my favorite as a kid because it was like, oh, he's the leader. I want to be the leader. That's cute. Uh, I loved Michelangelo. I thought that Michelangelo was sick. It's a cool name. It's fun to say when you're young. Things Words that are fun to say when you're young is underrated, honestly. <laughs> I think. Uh, th- that's just me. Michelangelo. Uh, <laughs> nunchucks are also really cool. Nunchucks are sick. Fact to here has got a set here i need to start training i'm worried about tapping my nuts though you know what i mean you're um, gonna pop it you're gonna pop your scrotum so <laughs> i know <laughs> you start playing with nunchucks but yeah i i uh i'm very excited to talk about this movie so this movie came out in august did you see it in the theaters i did i saw it in a uh i actually got the chance to go um shout out to mind on movies it's a it's a small group uh, Cincinnati group that does like early advanced screenings or whatever. So they do like marketing for like certain theater houses and certain production companies. And they'll release like a hand, like a batch of like early tickets for specific movies in the Cincinnati area. Um, and it's usually a first come first serve thing. It's not like it's an exclusivity thing. It's just like, I had yeah. been a part of that group for a while. Um, and yeah, I got early advanced tickets to see this movie. I think it was like the Thursday before, the the previous thursday or tuesday before the movie came out um so i got to go see it i got to go see it wasn't like a crazy awesome screening or whatever it was just like a basic theater screening at an amc it wasn't like it was like oh see it in dolby or anything like that so i didn't see it in like the most premium format and 
other parents that are a part of this same group must have also heard about this because a lot of kids were in my screening. And I'm pretty yeah. sure if you go back and listen to the episode where I talked about turtles and our what what we've been up to, I mentioned the fact that like my theater experiences wasn't like wasn't top tier um, because there were a lot of kids in the theater that were just like screaming and crying and not paying attention. Um, so I think that, you know, for people, you know, it's a it's a kid's movie. So obviously that's expected. You know, I can't be. I'm I'm a, I know I'm a hard ass, but I'm not that much of a hard ass. It's like, yeah. you know, don't take your kids to see fucking Mad Max, right? If you take your kids to see Mad Max, you're the asshole. I'm not the asshole for getting mad at your kids if you took the kids to see Mad Max. You just but turn into a Morton Joe. You start. <laughs> <laughs> they are my property. <laughs> <laughs> but if uh, but if you take your kid to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'm not gonna get upset if they get a little yakety. Um, but you saw this at home streaming. Um, so I think we both had very different experiences. I've also been telling myself that I would rewatch it at home for quite some time, but I haven't gotten around to it. It's it was great. I had a fun time watching it at home. I wish I saw it in the theaters. I don't mind if there's kids there enjoying this movie, but um, I the the way that I know that this movie is good is that I am a 28 year old man who watched this by himself and I laughed out loud at multiple parts. So like that's a sign of a good movie. I don't need to be influenced by people around me to enjoy it, which is like pretty rare. Like there's a lot of forced Robert Downey Jr. type comedy in comic book movies these days. Um, and I feel like this movie was so natural. And I think that that stems from Seth and Evan's decision to utilize children to yeah. actually teenage children to be the Ninja Turtles, which has never happened. Who would always thunk? like. It's, it's like Tobey Maguire playing a high school kid. You know, it's like that's how it's been for the longest time. Um, voice acting cast is phenomenal in this oh, movie. Dude. Just like obviously you got like the heavy hitter cameo stuff like Ice Cube as Superfly. So sick. Dude, so you know, awesome. Jackie Such Chan a great Splinter. Um, but the kids, the kids are fantastic, man. Mike Abbey, Shimon Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu and Brady Noon. Brady Noon. I mean, they're all great. And after I saw this movie, I was like, they could probably make like eight of these, honestly. And I don't think I'd get tired of it. No, I hope that they turn it around quick, too, because it's like the end of this movie has a really awesome stinger. Spoilers. But let's can we just say like full spoilers for the Ninja Turtles movie? This shit's been out for a long time. So if you haven't seen it by now, just, you know, come back to this when you're ready. But man, full yeah. spoilers. The end of the movie has that awesome shredder teaser. I just think that it's so cool that the this movie really does like it takes like a super superfly as the villain is like is superfly is the raza ghoul of batman begins yeah. and the end is the joker card where you're like oh this is what i'm looking forward yeah. to seeing the most yeah but it's so cool i love how adult he is too like this movie yeah. doesn't shy away from very adult themes like and it's pg and he's like he's like what the hell he's like <laughs> you know what I mean? it's, it's funny yeah um, but no, I, I mean, like, I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed the movie. I knew that you would enjoy the movie. I think I, I praised it pretty highly when we did our, when our, yeah, our pod, did. but I think you, you, you just, you know, couldn't make it out. To I didn't have theater, time. But, yeah. So. This is, this was on the cusp of me about to, to leave, um, town for a little bit. The, this movie is effortless, effortlessly funny. It's so good. Like when they're fighting Superfly at the end and he's the kaiju monster and they shoot yeah. the fucking capsule and the little so horse cool. falls off and he's like, I don't need that horse. <laughs> it's just like, it's so good. 
the kids have such good comedy. Like I love that they just let them they just let them cook on stuff, you know, too. Yeah, which is great. But to answer Greg's question, which is like, what do you think the future of the turtles is going to be? Like, I don't see why this can't be akin to a Spider Verse that comes out a little more frequently. Animation style Please. is great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> I mean, like with anything that has child actors, you need to capitalize on stuff as fast as possible. So sure. they probably need to have another one of these in like 2025, if possible, maybe 2026 at the latest. So, yeah. I mean, I did feel like I the, would love the... to see more of these, though, like tons. I want to sure. see Casey Jones. I want to see. Oh, yeah. Casey I want to see Shredder. I want to see Krang. I want to see like I want to see the whole kid in Caboodle, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that purpose, maybe not purposefully, but the kid actors do seem very young. Like they skew way younger. Like they didn't seem like teenage voices to me, like maybe younger, like preteen. So I do yeah. think that there's like opportunity for them to like, inc- like keep going, like as they, as they mature and you could have them go into their like teen, teen years. Cause the kids are like, they're, they're younger. Like I, but I think that, yeah, I think you turn around this quick. Like I would assume that a sequel to this movie could be, yeah, 2025 at the earliest and get that sh- gets me get me some sick nasty shredder action up in here baby. Um Yeah, definitely. But yeah, the foot I think that yeah, the, oh yeah, the bring on the foot clan. I mean, the highlights for me obviously like just some other stuff to talk about like it, the movie you know, a lot of people would have criticized and been like, "Oh, it, they just copied Spider-Verse." I really don't think they did. I think it's a different enough animation style. It has that same sort of comic booky look to it, but man, it's pretty. It is so, yeah, so, so, like so, sketchbook. so, so pretty. Yeah. It's um, like a sketchbook meets like claymation at times. You know? Yeah, it does have kind of a claymation sort of vibe. Um, but yeah, the movie just looks so, so, so great. And I love the eclectic ensemble. Like you mentioned, like Superfly, but Paul Rudd as fucking Mondo Gecko. Like, dude. Can that guy Rose do Byrne. can that guy yeah. do any wrong? Yeah, no, he can't because he's amazing. <laughs> I really don't think he can. Io Edebiri as uh April O'Neil, yeah. I thought was a great casting. That was so good. Um, so good. Behind Chef. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh but the I, I, soundtrack is phenomenal. I mean, yes, the, the yes, no diggity yes. montage is the easily Dude. the best part of the movie. It's so sick. Yeah. That I was moment- like, I was literally like Take me away, Jesus. As is happening. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that in the theater, I was like, oh, John's going to fucking love it. Because they drop some like they do some really cool like 90s hip hop needle drops in this movie. Yeah. And I'm just like, so, man, that's what I like about Seth and Evans. Like, yeah, uh, like partnership is the infusion of that kind of stuff. I like that they made all the turtles aesthetically different, too, besides yeah. the color. So typically, like in the 90s, they were all the same suit. They just had a different bandana. I like how they made Raph really big and, you know, they had Donatello was like smaller and had the had the glasses on. And Michelangelo was the smallest of all of them because he's the baby. And like, I thought that was all really cool. The comedy is on point with them, like the bacon, egg and cheese before they're all just like they're like film us like reacting to stuff. And then she's like, I don't think I could put this puke girl was hilarious. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was good. Um. And then the the party that Splinter throws them with all three of the Chris's in like cardboard. <laughs> so good. It's like a, it's just a very like on the nose movie, which I thought was yeah. really cool. 
it also it also it does the it does a great job kind of mirroring what spider verse was able to do so well which is that like it juggles some pretty mature like emotional themes too like under the current so if you're a kid watching this movie like a lot of the kids in my theater so I was lucky enough, right? There were some kids in my theater that were like running up and down the aisles, screaming and crying, like yelling at their parents, give me nachos. And I was like, all right, you clearly aren't here for the right reasons. To my direct left in the theater that I saw the screening, there was a kid that was there with his dad. And the kid was silent the whole movie, but was like, like clapping and cheering when like the hype moments were happening. And I was like, you yeah. are here for the right reasons and you are into this shit and you're going to grow up and be a huge fan of this. And this movie is probably going to stick with you for a long time. And again, it's like what I talked about with, um, we were just talking about Batman, the animated series, but it's like good kids content is not usually made specifically for kids. It's like, how can we make this just a really great piece of content, a really impactful movie that like, people our age can look at it and be like, man, like talk about relationships with your family. And like, you know, they deal with that relationship with having like, you know, strained relationship with their father and not understanding like, like that specific aspect of growing up and like being cool and being wanted and respected yeah. and like feeling yeah. that they're outcasts. It's like, yeah. And their, their whole point is that they just want to be a part of society. They yeah. don't even want to be liked. They just want to not be viewed as a monster. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool, man. I, I think that uh, they they did something really special with this movie. It's a it's kind of a shame that it got overlooked the way that it did. I I don't it didn't make so um, box office more, gross. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna look this up. Um, yeah, box office. Budget of seventy million. 70 million uh worldwide take of 180 million so a healthy profit good enough to make more a healthy profit yeah um gonna get shout out a couple other things hour 39 minutes yeah more of that please <laughs> after watching killers of the flower moon i was just like hell yeah brother <laughs> oh god oh i forgot that we have to talk about killers of the flower moon on this podcast yeah. whoops um okay any other lingering thoughts on mutant mayhem? I mean, who was your favorite non-turtle turtle character? Like, you mentioned Superfly. I mean, what wh what about the other like mutants? Like uh, Ray Fillet. Shout out to Ray Fillet. I really oh like. God, yeah. I liked Rose. <laughs> I liked Rose Byrne as Leatherhead, but I yeah. It's it's Superfly. It's Ice Cube. Ice Cube is still funny. Oh, he's you know, still funny. Yeah. yeah, COVID vaccine takes be damned. He's still hilarious. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give it to, I, I mean, I loved Mondo Gecko. Like, I just loved all of his shit. I thought it was so fucking <laughs> funny. Like, he's like, what's up, bro? No, what's up, you, man? Oh, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? It was, it was great. I loved it. Um, uh, Also, underscore shout out to, it didn't really get, like, highlighted very well, but it, because the, the, the soundtrack is so good, like, all the 90s hip-hop and, like, all the hip-hop that they do in the movie, uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross were the guys that did the actual score for the movie. So yep. you you might recognize them from Nine Inch Nails and uh, heard of them, heard of them. Other movies they've done, they've scored like Gone Girl and The Social Network. They're big like um, I forget that director's name. What's that? What's that guy's name? David Fincher. David Fincher. Thank you so much. Yeah, they're big oh. David Fincher guys. So they work with him on a lot of their soundtracks. But the the score for the movie is really, really good when it's present. 
Um, but the movie's just music. The vibe of the movie in general is just it's it's immaculate. It's really well done. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Never mind, forget it. All right, yeah. forget it. We're moving. Great movie. Oh, uh, best turtles movie that I've seen by far. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Okay. So that's a great question. I I would say yes as well. Uh, I think that the original TMNT, uh, like nineteen eighty nine movie is close up there i think it's just you know that's yeah. nostalgia though i mean i watched that vhs to death back sure. in the day sure. um but this this is so much better than either of the michael bay movies or that 2007 animated movie that i think your head would spin um yeah so it's good uh so what were we talking about turtles we're still talking about turtles yeah it's a great movie looking forward to sequels i think <laughs> Greg, future is bright for your favorite property. Yeah, Greg, seriously. I think now is there's no better time than right now to be a Turtles fan. You got Last Ronin. They're doing a Last Ronin video game. There's this movie. They're coming out with a new movie. Um, yeah, I think I think skies are blue. Skies are yep. blue for Turtles. And then uh, his other question was make a fifth turtle. Yeah, he said build the fifth turtle. So we're we, you and me are tasked on creating a life. <laughs> I, I got don't a know pitch. if that's a good idea. Uh, the pitch is fifth turtle is named Giovanni goes by Gio and he's got a yellow bandana. Okay. Oh, an arrow. It's one of the only ninja weapons that hasn't been claimed yet by the other turtles. Was bow and arrow a traditionally like a ninja style weapon? I mean, yeah, I think so. I it's, it's been around for a long time. I saw all those ninjas shoot, Weapon X with the with arrows in that Wolverine movie. So <laughs> the most historically accurate. I mean, the most historically you, accurate. You can't though. just have one turtle only have ninja stars. That would suck for that person. But I think a bow and arrow would be cool. Every great group has a guy with the bow and arrow. Hawkeye, Legolas, Huntress, all kinds of stuff. Hmm. That's a good idea, actually. I like your idea of the projectile weapon um geo is a good name i'm trying to think of like other like sweaty italian so, names for fucking turtles here's what i did i googled italian artists okay here's the options that aren't already claimed okay giovanni rabisi <laughs> canaletto uh caravaggio is pretty cool that is pretty cool yep amadeo mm. giovanni mm. go by geo Niccolo, which is pretty cool. Uh, Lorenzo is was my backup. Lorenzo's pretty tight. And he goes by Enzo. I think that'd be tight as fuck. Uh, Andrea Veraccio. That's pretty cool too. Angelico. I mean, you could go. You know, there's so many of them. I yeah. just think Gio is a cool name. But Gio is a very cool name. There's also already a Leo in the group, but you know, he usually goes by Leonardo. But uh, yeah. If you really wanted to go completely different than any any like phonetic sounding turtle, I think you go Lorenzo. Lorenzo, yeah. I here's what I'm gonna do. So you've got you've got uh, what's his butt? Giovanni. Giovanni. You got Geo. You got Geo the turtle. Yellow bandana shoots a bow and arrow. That's mm -hmm. pretty tight. That's a good pick. Thank you. I appreciate. I'm that. gonna create a turtle and I'm gonna name it after my grandfather, Rocco. Rocco. That's tight. Rocco the turtle. <laughs> Rocco the turtle. He wears a black bandana and his Ooh, whole vibe, edgy. His whole vibe is stealth. So he doesn't use Man. like a necessarily like a weapon, but he has like one of those blow darts. 
<laughs> so he's like, <laughs> and he's like shooting people up with fucking like sleeping tranks and shit. I love it. I think yours wins easily. <laughs> Mine's more practical for selling toys, but I yeah. think yours is yours is cool. Oh, but dude, the the toy for uh the toy for Rocco, it's like, hey kids, haven't you wanted to shoot your dad with a trank gun? <laughs> oh That's awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> both are great options. I think. Oh, they're just... both. I think they're all they're all great options. Yeah. I think, I think you know Greg will probably pick yours because he tends to side with you on everything. But if he had to accept six, then uh, he could take both of ours. So I think that we're creating the turtles. Where each one of us created one. So Greg, we want to hear what your turtle would be. Uh, yeah, and definitely. everyone out there, if you have a turtle uh, to add to the group, it's it's this is going to be the end game of turtles. It's like on your left and then geo <laughs> comes out and rocco comes out and fucking uh all the jersey shore turtles come out and it's like snooky turtle and fucking oh god snooky <laughs> turtle bring a bucket and a mop for this west ass turtle <laughs> uh, all right Turtle Talk. Greg, thank you so much for your topic. We appreciate you, you so much. We love you and appreciate you. Thank you for writing in. As always, you guys can write in to RadioVaniaShow at gmail.com if you have any questions like Greg's, because who knows? You might just write in and we'll spin off a whole fucking episode just for you. So <laughs> We will. We All right, John. Will. Let's get into the show proper and run through some mini-sode stuff before we wrap this bitch up and uh, say goodnight. Um, yes. Why don't you take me to a very brief news flashpoint? Um, big news, big sad news, actually, uh, something that broke while I was in, in, uh, Cleveland that I think we should probably talk about because it would yeah. be, we have to if, talk about it. We we have to talk about it. I think it would be crazy, crazy if we didn't at least touch on it just a little bit. Um, but while I was in Cleveland for Halloween, it was announced that Matthew Perry passed away. Yeah. Um, famously known for playing Chandler Bing on friends, uh, uh, passed away uh kind of a shocking like you know shocking passing like he had been dealing with some like substance abuse stuff for a long long time but it seems to not be a hundred percent correlated um but the news broke while i was up in cleveland for the weekend uh and we were just kind of talking about like our relationship with friends and the sitcom and like uh you know that show and the culture in general but uh big piece of news i mean that's a it's a huge huge celebrity celebrity passing like it's probably one of the bigger ones for you know if not for our age demographic specific i mean i grew up watching friends and seinfeld runs on re yeah. like reruns yeah. and shit on tv big or whatever, netflix but, big netflix yeah. life yeah for sure yeah yeah so i don't know uh how did this how did this hit you i mean did you have any thoughts on you know friends in general i don't know if we've really ever talked about friends on the pod no, not particularly. I mean, I enjoy Friends a lot. I uh, I've watched the whole thing. I actually um there's I think the early seasons of Friends are really good. It's a really good encapsulation of like what it's like to be in a friend group where people have different backgrounds, you know? Like the the first season of Friends deals with like what it's like to be in a friend group when somebody makes more money than you and they talk about it and like What's it like to have a crush on somebody in your friend group and you don't want to ruin the dynamic? I think like a lot of early friends before it got super like big, explosive, popular is actually like really good sitcom writing. And a lot of that is attributed to Matthew Perry. I think Chandler is the funniest that he is in the earlier yeah. stages of the show. Oh, yeah. 
show blew up, got really popular. He had some substance abuse issues. And then the character got tied to Monica, but like halfway through once, once Chandler and Monica get together. And I like that couple a lot in that show. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, I think, I think the, the potential that Matthew Perry had as a, as a comedy actor is akin to like a Chris Farley and, and John Belushi. And like, just like, Obviously, he didn't he didn't die as early as they did in their careers or anything like that, thankfully, um, but still similar tragic end where it's just like squandered potential, but also just like f- legacy that will live on forever because that show it means so much to people in the same way that SNL reruns with Chris Farley matter to people or Tommy Boy, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've been pretty not outspoken, but um Friends was never my favorite thing in the world. I I watched the entire show from stem to stern. So I've seen every episode of Friends. Um, It's not my favorite level of humor. I feel like I agree with you 100%. The early seasons were were a lot were so much better than what it turned out to be, which is, you know, a lot of those sitcoms, you know, they follow that same curse pattern where it's like the longer on they go where it's like, oh, we need to manufacture drama. Oh, we need to get bigger and better and have more crazy plots. And Phoebe's going to run the coffee shop. And it's like, it's like, it starts getting crazier and crazier. It's like, you know, this person's going to get married to this person and they're going to go up here. Oh, this person's pregnant. It's like the earlier seasons of friends when it was much more simple was, was so much better. And that, was all attributed, I think personally, to Matthew Perry because I think he is un like unobjectively the funniest person. Him on the and show. Matt LeBlanc, the the Chandler Joey aspect of the show is the is the for me as a as a white man is is genuinely the my favorite part of the show. Yeah, obviously, besides Jennifer Aniston. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think like in terms of the the comedy, like they probably felt like they struck gold right right like Kaufman and what was the other partner I can't remember um genuinely hilarious actor like his comedic timing is is just unparalleled it's so good yeah yeah I mean um and a lot of those earlier plots like they were so much more simple but like some of the funniest bits are just them like fucking around the house like I'll I'll never forget the game night where they swap apartments like that's hilarious like that that is you know what I mean it's just like yeah yeah it's and good stuff i like the the episode where um they, they they have like the whole sub sandwich argument or whatever it's like those like little arguments that you have with your friends or whatever so i don't know it, yeah i i think that it's a huge loss i think matthew perry is easily the funniest of that group um the most likable character in that show i think most characters in that show get more unlikable the show the farther the show goes on like I gotta hate Ross by the end of that show. Nobody I likes Ross. It. I think Joey <laughs> Joey is the most likable throughout. I think Chandler is the funniest earlier on. Um, I love Phoebe a lot. I yeah, think Phoebe. I think crazy. I think Lisa Kudrow is probably like the most consistent character all the way through. She's phenomenal. So hot, so funny. Oh, so smoking <laughs> hot. Yeah. I was always in the Phoebe camp. Everyone, everyone was like, Ross or Rachel, who'd you, who'd you want to fuck Ross or Rachel? I'm like, give me Phoebe all day. <laughs> People asked you if, they, if you wanted to fuck Ross. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can take a pass at David Schwimmer. <laughs> 
he's a good looking guy. We're gonna no, he's not. He's a <laughs> no, he's bloke. He, but he, he is responsible for one of my favorite memes, which is the fake spray tan meme of him. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And I was really hoping that you were gonna get that spray tan fantasy punishment, but alas, I still could, man. I still no, could. no, no. You, if you lose, you're getting the nine 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 challenge, which I think is just easy. Oh, that's right, shit in the bag. That's oh, dude, I was made for that challenge. That challenge. That, is that, not that being a that being said, though, Matthew Perry, like, it's I can't imagine what it would be like to be on a like a a popular television show is more like for a household name than a movie career at times. You know what I mean? Like people will remember Brian Cranston forever as Heisenberg, regardless of what he does on film. And it's the same thing with Matthew Perry. Yeah. So, yeah. And that is a show that gets revisited all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, wasn't there like friends was one of those shows that was like Netflix was like battling and they were paying millions and they lost it finally to the Turner corporation that put it back on max. And then they dropped that reunion special to rub it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it just goes to show you like that, like money's not everything obviously, but it's like people are willing to pay that level of money. And that like that, that, that holds value for a show like that. Like, Friends will undoubtedly stand the test of time. I mean, there's I'm sure there's stuff in the show that doesn't, you know, hold up well. I haven't watched it all the way through since fucking college, probably like maybe even earlier than that, like probably like right when I got to college is when the last time I watched any of it. Um, But man, like, yeah, that that show will be remembered for a long time and he will certainly be remembered very fondly. Um, Definitely a tragic loss. R.I.P. Matthew Perry. Thank you for for all the laughs all the the just true like human like aspect that he brought to that character early on you know like he's a guy that knows that he's punching above his weight sexually and is funny about it you know that is like yeah. our bread, that's our bread and butter you know what I mean? so oh yeah like that's our bread you and butter <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Oh, boy. All right. Well, I think, uh, you know, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Thank you so much for all the comedy. Definitely a tragic loss. Um, Why don't we tragic? Why don't don't we transition to another tragic loss, which um, uh, Disney might be saying about the the Marvels, which (laughs) happy release day. I thought you were going to talk about Echo for a second, but uh, no, not going to talk about that yet. Um, We're going to briefly talk about this, buddy. I, we neither of us have seen it. It is Thursday. The the season finale of Loki aired actually, so I think I might watch that before I go to bed. Um, mm-hmm. But tonight also was the premiere for the Marvels. Um, before I ask you, I'm going to read a couple things here, but I want to know just so keep this on the tip of your tongue. I want to know how excited you are about this movie. Um, and I'm going to read a couple things before you answer. I just want you to stay you know, nice and quiet and buttoned up for just a couple seconds while I read a couple things. Uh, the movie debuted, uh, the review embargo lifted earlier this week, and it's sitting right now at a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes with 186 reviews. Um, and The Hollywood Reporter wrote that uh, the Marvels is only going to muster about 60 to $65 million, which is a low for Marvel Studios, almost a historic low. Um it would be one of the lowest starts ever for Kevin Feige's Marvel Studios, likely the lowest if adjusted for inflation. 
Um, the 33rd installment of the MCU is sequel to Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, which opened to 153 million uh, back when that Captain Marvel, that movie you and me fucking saw Gateway grossed 1.13 billion worldwide, not adjusted for inflation. Um, but now the, the times are different. Uh, he, it's going to debut to a dismal 55 million domestically. Uh, and they're projecting a, a 270 million domestic take when it's all said and done. Um, so the Marvels, no one's excited about this movie. Um, the other day, uh, the other day, so I follow, uh, I, I, I fall, I subscribe to a, like a, a, an app called slick deals that it's, uh, I've been using it for years where, um, they, it's a community forum, kind of like Reddit, but it's focused around like people that are just cheap like me and they'll post like, Oh, Hey, I saw this deal online. And I saw that the other day AMC was offering 50 up to 50% or more off of tickets for the Marvels on opening weekend. Uh, and you just had to use the code Marvel, um, on, on checkout to get the deal. And I was like, oh, I'm just curious to see what it's going to be like. And I tried looking at a 6.40 p.m. showtime tomorrow, Friday, 6.40 p.m., AMC Newport on the levee, the biggest theater in downtown Cincinnati. It's right on the river. Uh, 6.40 p.m. showtime. A ticket normally was about $15, but with the discount, it came out to be like 7 bucks for a primetime showing for Captain Marvel. How many other tickets do you think were sold in the theater for the 6.40 p.m. showtime that I almost bought a ticket for? None. Zero. Three. Wow. That's close. Three. So you were very close. Three. That's sad. That is, like, think about where we are now compared to where Endgame was four years ago, five years ago. Shit. <laughs> With the times they are changing. It turns out connective storytelling eventually will run out in terms of they were all box office hits leading up to Endgame. All of them. We don't have anything that they are clearly pointing to where you're like, you should go see this. You know what I mean? And also, the movies themselves are not good. Why should I care? You know? Yep. Yep. That being said, you asked me earlier, you said I had to hold my tongue. Am I excited for the Marvels or did you ask like on a scale? What the hell no, no, no. And now I'm ready for you. I just wanted to get, that was my diatribe. I just wanted to end it off with that, which is here's the box office. It's not looking good. Here's the reviews. They're not looking great. Here's what I saw when I tried to buy a ticket. Not looking good. What are you, where are you? Are you, is this like a wait for Disney plus? Is this even like a, you've still not even seen fucking, You've not you're so you've not watched She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, Secret War, Secret Invasion, uh Loki season 2. You're out. I think you're out of the game. You know what I'm going to do, Zachary? I'm going to boot up Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and I'm just going to watch that shit again for the 8th time this year Ooga because Hugo, 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 Chaka. I can I'm a cream. I'm a weirdo. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to rush out to see this one, um, which is crazy. This is the, this, if I don't see this, this will be the first of every Marvel movie that I have not seen in the theater. 
Every single one. Really? Yep. You've seen every other MCU movie in the theater. I guess I have too. (laughs) (laughs) Are we lame? (laughs) No, we're just, we're fed up with the fucking bullshit, man. Yeah. Make me go back out there, Kevin Feige. You ain't. You're not doing it right now. You ain't. <laughs> You're fucking wasting around trying to make Two. Daredevil on Netflix and shit instead of making a Daredevil movie that I would be at a million times already. Yeah, I want to read a couple. I want to read a couple reviews. Uh, these are just random critics. Quote, a jumble of personal and interpersonal conflicts, tiresome talk of quantum bands and jump points and left field attempts at humor that play like discarded ideas from a Guardian spinoff. End quote. Quote, nothing happens in it that hasn't already been seen. And when it ends, it opens the floodgates to a new string of movies and shows. End quote. Quote, what happened to superhero movies? How did a genre rooted in astonishment, weirdness and wonder become a byword for the normative, the familiar and the mundane? End quote. Quote, the Marvels is okay. It pretends to be about much more, but it's uneven script, unmemorable villain, rust resolutions, and wild swings exposes it in the end. The three lead actresses have great chemistry, but it's not enough to save the movie. Quote, the worlds of television and film collide in this mediocre serving of spectacle and comedy. Oof. Yikes. Oof. Oof. And they're trying too. like, I don't know if you've noticed on social media, but they're like really ramping up like their marketing budget at this point. They must be like, we have to spend as much money as possible to try and get 10% of people that we market to into the theater. Um, They paid uh, the Las Vegas sphere to uh, they had a, a, a the Marvel's ad on the sphere for like a whole day that probably cost them like $100 million. What would you do with that money? Would you give to the homeless? Would you give to the hundred million dollars? A hundred million dollars. <laughs> Think about that. Think about that. They probably spent a hundred million dollars to market the Marvels for one day on the Las Vegas Sphere. What would yeah. you do with that money? What 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 would you do with that money? What what would you do? Just so many things, man. Is... I'd Scrooge McDuckett into that fucking money, <laughs> and then and then I would buy a new car that wasn't a two thousand four Honda. And uh, yeah, I would just be a happy, I would be happy as a little pig and shit, but no, they spent a hundred million dollars probably to market that shit on the Vegas sphere for a day. They're in trouble. Yeah. I already looked up. <laughs> can, I, can I admit something to you? Admit Don't be it. mad. I'm not. I already mad. looked up what the post credit scenes were just so I knew. Oh, what really? Was going on. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Is it X-Men related? I figured because like the Kamala Khan. So Kamala Khan was announced to be a mutant in in her own show. And in every one of the trailers, whenever there's an X on the screen, it stays lit a little bit longer on the text. So it's like, they're just, yeah, I know, I know. And our collective (laughs) eyes roll back in our heads as fast as possible. The, the dude, the post-credits scene though, is like they picked like (laughs) the worst X-Men to be like the first one that we see. Oh God! Oh, tell me it's not like fucking. It's not the worst X Men. Sorry, that's that's a bad example. It's like one of the worst representations of the X Men that we've already seen. 
Well, so, now I'm intrigued. I'll just tell you if you want right now. I don't care. Put the spoiler warning up. The Dazzler? You, gonna, you know you're not going to see it. So. Yeah, I am not seeing this movie in the theater unless I can absolutely just like, you know, yeah. go for free. Um, so, yeah, spoilers for 25 seconds. <laughs> uh, starting right now. It's Kelsey Grammer as the Beast. <laughs> Fucking <hit> Fraser. <laughs> No way. Are you serious? I'm not even joking. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. They they went to X-Men 3 to get the, the, the mutant that they wanted. Thank God. I mean, hey, I love Kelsey Grammer as much. He's as actually really guy. good as the Beast in that He's movie. great. He's, He's fantastic. Great. I actually think it's it is the best casting for that character. Shout out Nicholas Holt. I appreciate everything you did, but you were not Hank McCoy, in my opinion. Also it's got just them weird, weird though that they're drawing their line where they're like, we're not recasting any of them right now. Like so far, every mutant that they've shown us has already been in Fox. Evan Peters, Kelsey Grammer, Hugh Dad, Jackman. Dad, it's like, pick a Dad, fucking side. Patrick Dad. Stewart, pick a fucking side. I get it. I get it. Okay. So I get it. You're struggling. It's like, oh, what can we do that we can get a little bit of a pop for? And it's like, oh, let's show Kelsey Grammer in the post credits for the Marvels. But it's like, what? What? All right. I'm just spitballing here. What if we cast. Uh, who's Hopper? Help me, please. Harbor. Jim Harbor. Jim David Harbaugh. Harbor. David Harbour. David Harbour. Jim, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> we cast yeah. David Harbour as the new as the new beast, right? Professor, the professor. It's like that's yeah, Dr. A, that's a tease, right? But now, they they've said forever they want to distance themselves from the Fox universe, but here we are. Apparently according to are. according to the article I read, this is a, a alternate dimension that Monica finds herself in, but still they haven't done anything to show me a new casting yet. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I it's what a it sucks because the X-Men have been sitting there since 2020 when they acquired it and they've just squandered it so far. Put a bullet in my brain. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway, Terrible. the Marvels is out now. Go check it out if you want. <laughs> Go check check it out. <laughs> Let's check it out. <laughs> All right. We got a couple other things quickly that we can run through here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just a couple other quick things. Yeah. Elf turned 20. We talked about that a little bit ago. Jesus yep. fucking Christ. Yep. Um, Airs tour movie making money. Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Did you want to talk about this really quickly? I did actually. Yeah. Okay. The trailer is really sick. It's pretty fucking cool. Uh, Nomad Reeves. <laughs> No Matt Reeves, also no confirmation of Andy Circus. I don't think he's but coming he, back. He's got to be attached to the project. He could play anybody. The dude could play anybody. Yeah, I don't know. He might be like the Matt Reeves. He might be the uh, the Christopher Nolan of BVS in this case, where he's like the he's the Godfather of the movie, right, but he just right. sits back yeah, and cashes pull. that sweet that good. check. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, his his name is in the credits. Remember that? If you go watch Christopher BBS, Nolan is yeah. in both credits. Yeah, Matt, Man of Steel and BBS. Wild shit. <laughs> but he bet you he makes money off of it still. Yep. 
And recently, I don't know if you saw this, but recently they profiled Christopher Nolan for, I think it was like, it was like GQ or something like that. And the interviewer asked him like, so have you seen Matt Reeves, Batman? Have you seen this quote? No, the interviewer, the interviewer that was profiling Christopher Nolan asked him is like, so have you seen Matt Reeves, Batman? I would love to know what you thought of that. And he's like, I'm not going to answer that question because if I stop, if I start talking about comic book movies, that's all people are going to talk about from this interview. Whatever. (laughs) And he was right. Oppenheimer's good though. Shout out. That's all right. It's good. You're fucking jaded. It's real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about this one? How about this one? (laughs) How about this one? How about this one? (laughs) (laughs) Director David Yates gave an update about the the beloved, the beleaguered franchise of uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. He said, quote, with Beasts for a minute, it's all just... (laughs) start over quote quote with beasts for a minute it's all it's all just parked end quote yates told the he said quote we got to the end of the third film uh the secrets of dumbledore and we were all proud of that movie and went out in the world we just needed to sort of stop and pause and take it easy I don't think I would have been proud of that movie if I'm being honest (laughs) what a quote (laughs) When it went out in the world, we just need to stop and pause and take it easy. (laughs) Uh, Yates claimed the entire idea of a five-film franchise wasn't the studio's idea at all. He says it was originally planned as three films. He suggested the saga's author, uh, J.K. Rowling. He suggested the saga's author... of a five film plan, of a five film plan without much the creative team knowing ahead of time, and then that's what they went with. Jesus Christ! Um, but I that's not happening stop. anymore. I don't think no, they should stop. Honestly, they they wrapped it up in this last one. It's all good. Don't do it anymore. I think they want to let it lie now because they just signed this. Because they're doing they're doing the Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you hear Max. who they're thinking about getting as Voldemort though? No, Killian Murphy. I'm in. I'm fucking in. That is good casting for Voldemort right there. He looks like Tom Riddle right now. He's all bony. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's not awful. You can't tell me that that's not sick as fuck. Can you imagine that homie is Voldemort? (laughs) Harry Potter is dead. (laughs) (laughs) I can touch you now. Tell. <laughs> they're gonna have to go a real different direction though because I, I would imagine that the hbo series wants to differentiate differentiate itself from like the 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 radcliffe yeah, movies it'll like be more like the books for sure yeah, it's gonna be more book like but like so it's like in that in that respect it's like fucking i don't know can we get danny devito to play voldemort come on no he's too short he could play wormtail mm. could or danny dobby De- he could be dobby <laughs> Master gave Dobby a sock. <laughs> Can you imagine if they just put like prosthetic on him to make him look like an elf in the same way they did the troll in the Nightman? <laughs> I'm a house elf. That's my character. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> no, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good. I think. Um. Okay. Weird one here. 
we're we're wrapping up. I, yeah, remember I have are... a I have a fun game for you still. So save yeah. me some time. Yeah. There's this and one more other thing. So I promise we're almost done. Um, this is a letter to uh open. I think it was to shareholders for Nintendo. But I'm gonna save the headline because the article, the letter, the open letter to shareholders reads this. Development of a live-action film of The Legend of Zelda to start. Nintendo Company Limited, uh, Kyoto Minikanmu, Representative Director and President Shudohara Fukunara, Nintendo Hereafter today announced that it will develop a live-action film of Legend of Zelda. The film will be produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, Representative Director and Fellow of Nintendo Avi Arad, Chairman of Arad Productions, who has produced many mega-hit films, is what they say. Uh, the film will be produced by Nintendo and Arad Productions and directed by Wes Ball. The film will be co-financed by Nintendo and Sony Pictures Entertainment with more than 50% financed by Nintendo. The theatrical distribution of the film will be done worldwide by Sony Pictures Entertainment. Um, that's it. So they've released this article to shareholders. It was like the most anticlimactic news announcement of all time. Um, but the long short of it is, is that a live action Legend of Zelda movie is is in development. I thought after they would have for sure gone animated. That's what I thought, too. I'm shocked. I was ready for a Breath of the Wild animation style movie. Now I'm disappointed because I don't think Zelda translates to live action. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's going to be weird because it's like, who do you cast as Zelda? It's like Charlie Day, Glenn Howard. Charlie Day is Princess Zelda. <laughs> oh, as Link, sorry. <laughs> no, you get Chalamet. It's going to be Tom <laughs> yeah. Holland, and we all know it's going to be Tom Holland. Oh, my God. I couldn't think of anything that sounds more terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is Ganondorf. Oh no! I'm literally standing in Hyrule right now. Say hello to Zelda for me. <laughs> well, that's my question: is that so? They're making a live action Zelda movie. Who do you want? Who do you cast? Ca- let's cast the Zelda movie real fast. Do I want it to be funny or do I want it to be good? I want you to think what you li- like. What What is it? What What's the movie? I think you don't have Link in it at all, and it's about Zelda. Okay. That's what I think. And I think it's Anya Taylor-Joy, a Zelda. So she's Princess Peach and Princess Zelda. It doesn't matter, because they're not doing a shared universe, clearly, with the animated movies. So who gives a fuck? She's the perfect Princess Zelda. But you're paying the same actress that... Yeah, she's in-house. It's like Chris Evans, you know, doing Human Torch with Captain America. It's fine. Um, this, you're letting me do whatever I want. So this is the you know. There we go. Yeah. No. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Ganon. Am I going Pig Ganon or Ganondorf? I probably go Ganondorf. I'm gonna go. Hmm. Mark Strong. Ooh. Now that's an actual legit pick right there, man. That's. I think an he'd be good. Legit. I think he'd be really good. And then I want the sidekick to be Impa of the Gerudo Valley. And I go. Jordana Brewster. 
and Jordana Brewster is Impa. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's so it's Zelda and Impa. It's so my take on a on a movie is you said it. You know, you played Ocarina of Time. Yeah, of course. The prologue where they're on the run from Ganondorf, where they run into Link in the field. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. The movie is them on the run from Ganondorf. That's what I'm going with. Okay. okay. What about you? Mm. <laughs> I want to go funny because I think it would be hilarious if we got go like funny. a Jer- Do it, Jeremy Al- Jeremy Allen White as Link. Oh my god! Where he's like, <laughs> he's like always smoking a cig or <laughs> cousin. <laughs> Behind it's Jeremy Allen White as Link and, and Eben Mossbacker and his Eponia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Some people are suggesting, um, oh god, this list is just atrocious, man. Uh, Jacob Tremblay as Zelda as Link, that's not bad, I no, guess. It's terrible. Uh, I don't want a Cody, child Link. Here's this one Cody Schmidt McGee. Uh, the kid from Power of the Dog as Link. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of that one. Um, Justice Smith, how about that? That just makes my toes curl. Um, no. oh. how about this one? <laughs> how about Jacob Alord? <laughs> he wouldn't do it, but no. Hey, mama. He doesn't even know who Elvis is until he saw Lilo and Stitch. That's <laughs> uh, so funny. Someone says, Caleb McLaughlin, if we want to make a black link. I've, I mean, I'm not against a black link. No, I don't give a shit. He's just a little fucking errand boy. It doesn't matter. What, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's always just going to be chasing Zelda. This... God, this article. I hate varieties. Sometimes variety pisses me off. They got they got Cody Schmidt McGee. They got fucking Jake uh fucking I think it's, I think it's Caleb- Cody Schmidt McPhee. It's Cody whatever. Cody right. Schmidt McGee. That's what you call him. <laughs> and then they got Gabrielle LaBelle, and then they got some other actors here, and then they're like their last suggestion is um Josh Giddy. Like from the Thunder? Yeah, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder small. That's forward. funny. They were like, they said, but if the twenty-one-year-old somehow became overwhelmed with the desire to be a leading man, it's hard to imagine there would be another role on the table he'd have a better chance at nabbing than Link. He already looks the part with his luscious locks and action. This is movies. clearly written by a person that's an Oklahoma City Thunder's fan. Yeah, whatever. The Thunder roll into Los Angeles to play the Lakers and Clippers in mid-January, and Sony Pictures is only a short drive from Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> oh my God. All right, that's it for that. So they're making a Zelda movie. We'll see what happens from that. Uh, the last thing that we have to talk about really briefly, and we don't have much to say, uh, the strike is over. Yeah. Strike Congratulations, you guys. You did it. Is over. You did it. World's best cup of coffee. Actors Union reaches tentative deal with Hollywood film and TV studios, ending historic strike. Uh, This comes from uh, CNN. They wrote, 
as of what day is this? This was uh up this was updated today, the ninth. So as of uh they've Hollywood actors have reached a tentative agreement within major film and TV studios to end their historic strike. The actors announced uh on Wednesday. Uh, the Alliance of Motion Picture Television Producers which represents, represents the studios had been negotiating with the union on and off throughout the entire year to reach a deal. Um, union President Fran Drescher called the agreement, quote, historic, and the studios said the agreement represents a new paradigm for Hollywood TV and actors. Um, what's in the deal? We don't know. We have no idea. But apparently, a lot of it has to do with Apparently a big bugaboo with uh, not bugaboo because that makes it sound a little bit not serious, but a big hang up with it was AI in terms of like artificial intelligence and writing for these people. And then another thing was uh, streaming residuals, which is what we talked about with the with the yep. the Screen Actors Guild strike, too, as well. And the SAG after stuff. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like the strike is over. Uh, and I don't know if you could have tell, uh, told, but it already is making waves because I feel like as soon as the strike ended, it was just like movie announcement, movie announcement, trailer, trailer, trailer. We got this actor. We got this. So it's like it's all yeah. back in gear and we're just right yeah. back where we started. Yeah. By the next full news cycle for a, a news pod, we should have a shit ton of stuff to talk about. You oh already got God. a taste of it tonight. So. Yeah. So that's it. But I don't know. I. There's not much really else to say other than yeah, I I'm glad like, it, I'm glad they I'm glad they reached a deal. We don't know the the aspects of the deal, but obviously they seem to have accepted it, which hopefully means it's something that's worth you know agreeing to. So, yeah. Yeah. Well there you go. Well there. You ready? You ready for a fun little game? I'm ready for a fun little game, John. You've been teasing this the whole episode. I'm I'm ready to roll. Yep. So you me, Julia went for a walk. Uh, during our Halloween break, and we did a game where it was give an Oscar to every person in Star Wars. We're saving that for when we do Star Wars in review, but you and I have done DCEU in review and FastCast, and we never gave Oscars to those people. So not both of them, but we are going to do give an Oscar to each person in a movie for the DCEU in review. Real quick, just lightning round style. Wow. All right. Are we writing this down? Do you, are you yeah, scribing? I, I got a document that I'm you writing it down in. Okay. So okay. Oh first God. Movie. I, oh, I'm so not prepared. Okay. Uh, I know. Move. I wanted. I wanted you to not be prepared. That's what's funny about it. Lion face. Lemon face. Lion face. Lemon face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first one, I think we could probably agree on. Uh, Man of Steel. Who gets the Oscar? And this can okay, be acting. Wait, 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 wait. acting so we're doing production. the DCEU. We're doing the whole DCEU. Is that the thing? Yep. Movie by movie. All right. I'm pulling. I just want to look at Pull the up a list of all the films. Yeah. Yeah. So Man of Steel. Okay. Let's do it. So we're doing we're trying to do as rapid fire as possible. Right. Yes. Rapid fire as possible. We can have the same answer, obviously, but you and I both have to give an answer. We don't have to agree on a consensus necessarily. Unless you want to do it that way, in which case we can do short deliberations. I think it might be better to do short deliberations because that's what we would do on an in review. We could do short deliberations. I, I, I have think a Man of like Steel we... is easily Michael Shannon, though, right? Ooh. I'm surprised you don't want to give this to uh, Costner. Costner, yeah. Nah, dude. <laughs> I, I would go Michael Shannon here for sure. You're my, you are my son. Michael Shannon for supporting actor. I will find him. 
He's so good. He's so he good in that movie. So, so we get the the movie gets one Oscar. That's yeah. the rule. so it could be acting, or directing, writing, or that's it. We're not doing visual effects. We can't get into that. Excellent. It's got to be one. It's got to be one of like the the final six Oscars. Hmm. I'm typing out all the movies. What do you think? Yeah, that's fine. I, I I don't hate the Michael Shannon pick. I think that if it's not him in this movie, he doesn't get it anywhere else. Um, That's why I want to give it to him here because I yeah. think Henry Cavill can get it somewhere else. <laughs> can he? <laughs> oh yeah, he can. I got I got the perfect one. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, my vote would either be for Michael Shannon. I might lean I might leave lean Costner because I like his portrayal as Pac Kent quite a bit. He's good. Um, you want to go Costner? Do you want to go Costner? Michael Shannon didn't even know what a multiverse was. So he's like, what the fuck is that? He's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Are you still a Nazi? Are you still a Nazi? Um, I don't know, dude. Honestly, it's like either way for me. Like I could see it going either which way. Honestly, I could see them both being nominated for the category. And then it's like yeah. when Michael Shannon wins, they both stand up and hug each other first just so the publicists don't have anything. Costner wouldn't be there, though, because his house would be flooded or whatever. He would be. Did he you see that? In. He would. He Wait, wouldn't what? show up. His house flooded. No, he didn't go to the Golden Globes because of the flooding in Los Angeles. But everybody else showed up for the show. So they were like, what the hell? <laughs> He was definitely just getting laid that night. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So, Costner? I think if you want to give it to Michael Shannon, I'm not going to argue with it. I, I, I'd I, say give it, to, give it to Michael Shannon. But I think, but the, the, the funny thing is that we've done a 180 since the Man is Steel pod because you were like all over Michael Shannon and in that pod I was all over Costner. So did I sway you? Well, no, no, no. I mean, I've always liked Michael Shannon and Costner, but like, I think that Michael Shannon has more to do in the whole movie. But the, what is the, more important to the DCEU, though? Probably Costner, right? That that speech that he gives them, you know? Well, if you you're decide the which one you're going to be, you, you also get Michael Shannon in the Flash. Yeah, which is... He's not winning the Oscar for Ooh. that. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that Ooh. right now. <laughs> I don't know. In the. No, I think that Michael Shannon is great in the movie. Like, this is our world clock. And come aboard my ship. And then, oh, is your nose bleeding? Oh, no. Is that Michael Shannon? That was my Michael Shannon. We're giving it to Michael Shannon. Congratulations, Michael. Yeah. BBS is Affleck. It's got to be. It's the best he is in the DCEU, besides the opening of The Flash. pause for dramatic effect as Zach yeah. longingly thinks is definitely not Eisenberg. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. The red capes ding, are coming. Ding, the red capes. And I, I don't think it's Henry Cavill because I don't think Sad Superman is something we that must he depend an Oscar on the kind. This is the strangest. You got to think this is the Oscars, baby. Like if it is up there, they got to have a clip that they can show all those white people and they're like, so what's Fuck the yeah. clip that they show of Ben Affleck's Batman? Is like, it's if there's absolutely the a 1% chance, we have to take that as an absolute certainty. Yeah. yeah. 
That that clip, obviously. And what if they show? I think that the last martini the boss, was a boss. little too many teenies. <laughs> I like those shoes. <laughs> I mean, that's fine too. It'd probably be fine. Yeah, no, I'll I'll agree with you. I think that Ben Affleck takes it for BVS. I think that that's the only logical choice because everyone else is pretty bad. Well, we'll just th- wait for this then. 2016 Suicide Squad. Ooh. Just one Oscar who gets it. Hold, please. Hold, please. Hold, please. Hold, please. Now, again, it could be directing, but I don't know if David Ayer no. deserves it. No. Well, don't forget the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Uh, that movie actually did win an Oscar for best hairstyle and makeup thing. So, yeah, but it was one of the first for this uh, for this no. game. I'm going to give it to. Can I give it to uh, Viola Margo. Davis? You can give it to Viola Davis. I think Margot Robbie's gets Margot Robbie Birds gets better later, like either Birds of Prey or The Suicide Squad. But um, Viola, Viola Davis, Davis is a good pick. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wonder Woman 2017. I actually go Patty Jenkins here as best director. Mm-hmm. Gross. What other think... movies is she up against? Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And we know who Wonder Woman 84 is. So if it, Wonder Woman is, I sorry about it, but like Gal Gadot is not a great actress. I think I think Wonder Woman is either going to be Patty Jenkins or Chris Pine. That's what I was going to say. I was surprised you didn't give it to Chris Pine. All right, let's go Chris Pine. All right. She, Justice I, League. Hey, yeah. just to just to cap it. I don't have anything against Patty Jenkins, but uh, that's not Wonder Woman is not like. It has great moments, but I still stand by. I don't think it's like a great movie overall. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I think she got some great performances and some cool action bits, but man. Yeah. yeah. Oof. I think she's got an eye for action for sure. Yeah. Justice League. We will also be doing Zack Snyder's Justice League. Just take that for a note. Huh. Um, Justice League is tough. This is can't tough. Give it yeah. to Joss Whedon. You will actually be crucified. Um, no, we're not giving this to Joss Whedon. That's not happening. Tempted to go real obscure here and just kind of like pick a random bit character and be like J.K. Simmons or something. But I'm also, tempted, I'm also tempted to go here for uh, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, that's not bad. Remember when J.K. Simmons like was posting a bunch of photos on social media of him like getting getting yoked, jacked, just for... absolutely fucking shredded. Yeah, and it's I like, remember. oh, he you're like... you're Commissioner Gordon for five minutes on. He screen. looked like the abominable snowman. Like he was just like absolutely shredded. Um, Justice League, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the Oscar doesn't go to mm. I think it this is this is like the only movie where you get like a couple good supporting performances. Like none of the heroes are really bringing it. Can we give this one to Diane Lane? Mm. Be all of it or be none of it. That's in BBS. I'm pretty sure it's also injustice. 
Is is it both? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's both. I'm pretty sure she says. Let's give it to Diane Lane. What a player. <laughs> Shout out to you, Martha. All right. Uh, she also uh, has a great scene where he comes back. Remember that scene when he comes back from the dead in Justice League? And she, he's like, Lois is like, what was it like being dead? And he goes, itchy. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, okay, Aquaman. <laughs> that movie sucks. Yeah. That movie sucks. That movie unequivocally sucks. Yeah. Aquaman. Yaya. I'm thinking Yaya or I'm thinking James Wan. Um, I mean, honestly, the visual effects department, the the slave workers that fucking work 24 hour days to make sure the trench creatures and shit. Yeah. Yeah. If not them, if it has to be like a named person that we know, um, Willem Dafoe is not a bad pick as yeah. Gorpo or whatever his, his name was. What'd you say? Gorpo? Gazorpazorp. What was his name? Or, no, Orm is the ocean master. Orm. No. Um, no, 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 no. Willem Dafoe's character. Oh, it no. It was like Gazorpazorp, wasn't it? It's not Gazorpazorp. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on. Are you sure it wasn't Gazorp? It was. It's it was like Gazorpa, Galorpo, or something like that. Hold, please. I'm gonna Google it because you're. No, gonna... I'm googling it already. You can't look it up too. Volco, Volco, Voloka Locozorpazorp. That's close. I go Yaya though. Yeah, I like Yaya quite a bit. It's not Amber Heard. It's certainly not Jason Momoa. Maybe Tamora Morrison. Maybe Nicole Kidman. Maybe Nicole Kidman. We come to this place for magic. <laughs> They're making a sequel to that advertisement. Did you see that? Yeah, let's give yep. it to Yaya. <laughs> Shout out to Black Black Manta. Here's a fun one. Shazam. Shazam. I'm gonna give this one to uh the the uh the other kid the the Jack Dylan Grazer. You're gonna give it to Freddie. Yes. Mm, I was gonna give it to Mark Strong. <laughs> Mark Strong. Jack is Dylan Grazer is really good in that movie though as Freddie. He actually is probably the heart of that movie, right? Yeah, let's do that. Jack Dylan Grazer. He has the great moment, like the. You know, you're you're supposed to be my family, blah, blah, blah. He has all the emotional bits, but he's also really funny. And then in the second movie, they just watch him. They just have him watch his fucking uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg gets fucking pushed off a fucking building. Who am I talking about? What am I talking about? Richard Sickler? No, 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 no. Who's the guy that we like that the guy pushed off a building in the second one? He's Batman. Yeah, he was. Diedrich oh, Bader. What a lovely tea party. Diedrich Bader, thank you so much. You're welcome. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I was close. Right. I'm losing it. <laughs> Who gets the Oscar in Birds of Prey? It's Margot, right? Uh, yeah, if it's not Margot, it's Ewan as Black Mask. I think it's got to be Margot because I don't think she gets it for the Suicide Squad. Okay. That's my Let's take. give it to her. Okay. We can come back to that if we need to. One Woman 84, it's got to be Pedro. Yeah. Life is good, but it can be better. So both Wonder Woman movies, we gave the Oscar to a man. So fuck us. Uh, Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. Sexist. 
Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, is Henry Cavill. He's in it for like 20 minutes, but it's the best Superman the DCEU ever got to. In my opinion, it's either that. What could be Ezra Miller? I was going to say that I really like Ezra. <laughs> that's the problem is that Ezra Miller in, in the in the Zack Snyder cut is actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, out of principle, I can't give it to him. So I'm going to give it to. I'm going to give it to Ezra. Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Henry Cavill or. I mean, Cavill's showing up and take it down. Um, Steppenwolf is so good in Snyder cut. Like. So good with the black suit and everything. It's tight as fuck. Not impressed. Yeah. And he's like, boom, as the scene kicks. It's like, it's fucking cool. Yeah. Master in prison. Absolute horror. All right. Yeah. You said or, though. You had another suggestion there for a second. Um, No, okay. it's probably going to be a joke. Tough one. The Suicide Squad. Can we do? There's a lot of options here. This is a this is a, this is the toughest one we've had. This is, might be one of the best ensemble casts in. Could the we give of it film. to James Gunn? Best director. Yeah. Um, that's the easy option. If we had to give the award out and we didn't want to pick, yeah, I think best director goes to James Gunn. If not him and we had to pick like a it's cast Idris. member. I go Idris. I don't think that movie works. Yeah. If it's Will Smith as Deadshot no, still. No, absolutely no. no way. No, the, no. When no. he does the um when they're in the fucking the back of the prison truck and he like looks up and he's got that cigarette dangling out of his mouth and then and then they do all they all do the synchronized headbutt that scene is sick <laughs> it's so good uh, yeah i i think that you know he he Idris Elba is so good in the movie i think john cena is really really good i really like rat catcher margot I, robbie's great margot robbie's awesome i really like john i mean uh fucking um Amanda Waller, what's her name? Viola Davis. Viola Davis, thank you. She turns it up to eleven in that movie as well. So sick. Yeah. Um also Dave Dismouchin is the polka dot man. Yeah. Oh, dude. Joel yeah, Kinnaman I, is really I'm a good superhero. in that movie. I'm a superhero. Kinnaman, yeah. Peacemaker. What a fucking joke. Joke. Yeah. Dude, that I might just watch that movie before I go to bed. It's so um, good. It's really hard to pick acting though. It's the best. It's like one of the best ensembles I've seen. It really ever. is. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's everyone's awesome. Everyone's operating at a ten there. Um, we can't forget TDK. Um, <laughs> All names of the letters, dickhead. <laughs> got him right here. There he is, Nathan Fillion himself. Deploy the, the detachable to- kid. The Oscar can only go to one person, though, Zach. Who's it going to be? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the easy choice is uh, James Gunn gets best director for this one because it really is the best DCEU movie. <laughs> I honestly can't. Without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, for sure. And I also can't pick all of those performances. So, yeah. Now, here's the fun, fun quote unquote, fun, shitty oh, stretch to bring this ship home. Uh, Black Adam. I go Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. 
Sure. <laughs> I'll give it to the Rolling Stones. Oh. I see your red. I want to paint it black. Shazam. No, give it to Brad's. Oh, God. Yeah. Helen Mirren. I don't think she's in it enough. I think that I think that role sucks. Who's the hot foster mom? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. She's great. Rosa. Or Mary Marvel. Oh, she's great too. Yeah. Um, she's of legal age, right? Yeah. Okay. Then we'll give it to her. Rachel Ziegler as the the um oh. uh problematic no. snow white no 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 okay grace curry is the one that plays mary marvel lucy lou jaiman hansu maybe uh jaiman hansu is funny but remember he had that moment where he's wonder woman's where he's it's his face on wonder woman's body and that How just makes me are we underselling really some... are we underselling uh zachary levi and asher angel as no, Billy no. And, and Shazam. No. They were not good in this movie. What about the we didn't give it to them in the first one? Should we give them the first one and give Jack Dylan Glazer this one? No, they're both better in that one. Should we just give this to Jack Dylan Glazer again? <laughs> no, because he's bad in this one. There no one's good in this movie. <laughs> so who do we give it to? I think you give it to uh uh, uh the Mirren? foster just... mom. Give it to hot foster mom. All right, I'm looking her up. What's her name? Or if not her, Helen Miram or uh, Mr. Mind or whatever the caterpillar's name is. Mm. That's a good pick, too. You could also, I think you could legitimately give this one to Jaiman Hansu because he does do a really fun job as the wizard. And then he has that awesome end scene where he shows up in the fucking suit. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe we just give it to Jennifer Holland for being Harcourt in the post credits. She's pretty good. Also not a bad idea. Marta Milans plays Rosa. Man, what a time. It's like her and Rio Morales. It's really like a tough. It's yeah, well, Rio, man. Shoosh. I don't like this movie at all. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Maybe we should just give it to Helen Mirren. I'm going to do that. All right. Write it down. Last one. The uh, Flash. Uh, Keaton. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the easiest thing to end on of all time. And the Oscar for saving this movie and making it. The wild. Oscar for making this movie palatable for the only people that saw it. Michael Keaton. Yeah, it's got to be Keaton. It, it, there's absolutely no other choice in this movie. I think Muschietti is a hack i think that <laughs> i think that <laughs> nobel prize otto nobel, nobel prize <laughs> see in sweden yeah all right well here's here's our uh oscar results man of steel supporting actor michael shannon hmm. batman v superman lead actor ben affleck hmm. suicide squad supporting actress viola davis wonder woman supporting actor chris pine Justice League supporting actress Diane Lane, Aquaman supporting actor Yahya Abdul Mateen II, Shazam supporting actor Jack Dylan Grazer, 
Birds of Prey leading actress Margot Robbie, Wonder Woman 84 supporting actor Pedro Pascal, Zack Snyder's Justice League supporting actor Henry Cavill as Clark Kent, The Suicide Squad best director James Gunn, Black Adam supporting actor Pierce Brosnan, Shazam Fury of the Gods supporting actress Helen Mirren, and The Flash supporting actor Michael Keaton. I there think that's go. a that's a pretty solid list to be honest. That's I, the Oscars. I, Wait until the next main Radiovania when we do this again for the fast people because oh, we have to do that for that as well. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Up. And then in awesome. the future in reviews, we will have that as a as a, a question at the end of the movie. Agreed. Great segment. Good idea. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to I'm glad to see that our walk in the park turned into uh, content. That's good. We always love content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us this week on Radiovania. Uh, there's not really much else that we need to discuss. Uh, we talked about some turtles. We talked about some movies. We talked about some big news items for the last couple weeks. Um, but keep on the lookout. Uh, we're going to have a new episode in a, in a week or so, and we'll do the next couple episodes of Batman, the animated series. But you can check up and follow that old feed. Uh, but the best way to follow us in general is just go to Radiovania.com. We appreciate you for going there. Like the podcast. Subscribe to it. If you think about it and you have a couple seconds free, really, it, it only takes the amount of time that you sit on the toilet at work. You know, boss takes a dollar, you take a dime. That's why you poop on company time. While you're doing that, <laughs> review Radiovania. You know, give us a five-star review and a rating and just say how much you like the show and say, at Zach Rotello and at Najdan Parker um, deserve to, you know, be brand ambassadors for, I don't know, what brand do we want to be ambassadors for? Miller? Coors? Ooh, we don't really, you and I are not Miller boys. We drink Miller with the boys, but we're typically Coors guys. Coors guys, yeah, I like Coors. Um, I think if we if we were sponsored by Coors Light, that ad read would be like, butter. top. It would be so good. Welcome back to Radiovania, sponsored by Coors Light. Coors Light is the only beer made to chill. <laughs> that ad read would be akin to like the first time somebody had read to kill a mockingbird you know what i mean they'd just be like god damn this is good shit just like atticus finch this beer is made to chill <laughs> yikes <laughs> well thank you so much for listening to the episode we greatly appreciate all of you again big shout out to greg thank you for the excellent topic topic suggestion and keep on the lookout on um, the next couple weeks, who knows? We might see the Marvels. Doubt it. We might talk about Loki. Uh, we might talk about other stuff. There's a bunch of other stuff on the horizon that we need to talk about. I realize just right now that we never talked about Killers of the Flower Moon. So I'd we'll rather I'd rather have more time. To talk I'd rather about not it. talk yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But until yeah. then, John. Yep. Give me. A uh, well, fuck it. DCEU quote to end the episode on. I like those shoes. <laughs> <laughs>